0: Welcome to our last study for this week. This is our last uh, study for this week's hour of grace. And as we mentioned on uh, Monday, this is actually an hour and 15 minutes this week. Um, but let's have a prayer together. Father again, uh, bless your word to our hearts. We thank you that we can share it in these few moments together in Christ's name. Amen. So today we're going to uh, continue on. Now we've, we've concluded that one very long uh, sentence in the Greek language, as I mentioned to you on our uh, first uh, lesson, I believe it was. And today we're going to go to uh, verse 15. And you'll notice a lot of your Bibles have a heading here that's sort of a break in thought. And you'll notice uh, with this that it begins in uh, verse 15. Paul says, for this reason. And of course, that uh, raises the question. Is it uh, for the following reasons? For this reason, ever since I've heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. Is that the reason? Or is it for these reasons, for the reason of all these things we have just uh, spoken of in this uh, long uh, eulogy, as I suggested in in those first uh, 14 verses? Most of the commentators uh, do tend to have it reflect backwards, and I'm sure it includes both thoughts, but the idea is in light of all these things that we have just talked about in this eulogy, uh, it is kind of interesting, oftentimes we see here a thanksgiving of the Apostle Paul, that that comes right at the beginning of the epistles after the greeting. Here we have the greeting and this long blessing uh, to God, really. Blessed be the God Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who blessed us with all spiritual uh, blessings in the heavenlies, and he goes through all the blessings and all the ramifications of that. And then he has uh, his thanksgiving. So let's let's think of it in terms of, in light of all of those things we covered uh, that's taken us uh, nearly two weeks to cover in this uh, long uh, eulogy, this long blessing of God, what were some of the high points? What were some of the things that we talked about? Well, first of all, all the spiritual blessings uh, in the heavenlies that he has blessed us with. We saw that word uh, blessed and blessings uh, three times in that passage. He has chosen us. And we've seen this twice in that, that he, that he, he made a choice, that, that God has called us to himself and, his, and out of love has chosen us. He's made us holy and without blame. He's declared us to be saints, holy and without blame before him in love. We were adopted into sonship. We were adopted into Christ as his own. We also were given grace freely, the grace that was freely given us. All these thoughts we covered in that eulogy, in that long prayer. Redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Made known to us the mystery, we talked about that quite a bit, the mystery of his will that God chose to reveal it, to make known to us the mystery of his will. He has predestined us. And the focus here, we talked about predestined for what? Predestined to. and He tells us what he predestined us to. That we are to be included in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are included in Christ. Salvation is mentioned. We can't forget that. That's the heart and soul of this. Salvation. We are saved. We are saved from the power of sin and of Satan. And we now belong to Christ. We were sealed with the Holy Spirit, we saw in our last lesson, until the day of redemption. We are secure. We are sealed in Christ. We are have a guaranteed inheritance. It is guaranteed. And then finally, we are God's possession. So all, all, all of these things here all come from that eulogy that we talked about. And so it's no wonder, in light of all these things that Paul is just overflowing when, he, when he's, he's... This has been a blessing to God, a eulogy to God. God is the focus because of all these things that he has done for his, his own, uh, the members of the body of Christ, his own people today. It's no wonder then, in light of that, Paul then says, "'For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith "'in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for all the saints.'" The response, so so, so Paul says, and it is interesting when Paul says, having heard. Uh, some have kind of criticized, said, well, it's like he knew them. How, how could he say that? Well, it's been several years. Don't forget. Paul has been in prison for up to over four, maybe close to five years with the two years in Caesarea, the journey to Rome, the two years in Rome, the time before he last saw them, before he went to Jerusalem and then to Caesarea, maybe five years since he's seen these people. This church has grown. Of course, many people have come to Christ during this time. Probably other churches have been planted, other house churches out in the various regions. And that's why this letter probably was intended to be circular to all those churches in that area. So there's, Paul has heard and and has not met probably a lot of these believers. Just like in mission work today, when a mission work begins and we help send missionaries and we help are involved in that, and the mission and, and the work grows, and new people come to Christ, and we hear about that, and we get to know them. But uh, this this is a new uh, new group of people, and so Paul says, "I've heard about you. I've heard about you. I haven't met all of you, but I've heard about you." And Paul's uh, and, and and it's the it's the people's response to those things he mentioned in that blessing. And what I've heard is is wonderful. Paul says, "Your response to those things has been." faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul says, having heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think it's, it's true that we, we talk about believing faith or initial faith when we come to faith in Christ. And also our daily faith, our sustaining faith is not something that we we earn, but it's, it's something we put into practice in our lives. We have our faith in Christ and, we, and Paul says, we walk by faith, not by sight. What does that mean? We walk. Think of the idea. Paul uses that word quite a bit, peripetel, to walk around. He says we walk by faith. So the faith that these Ephesian believers had come to has also been their life, their walk. And Paul has heard about this. He's in prison. He's under house arrest. Uh, and, and All he can do is, is communicate back and forth through people. It takes a long time. And to think of the joy to the Apostle Paul in light of all the opposition and the challenges and the dangers that these early churches have, that it's been, it's been founded, it's established. And Paul says, I've heard about your faith. And not only that, I've, I've heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and I've also heard about your love. And I want you to notice now, this is our word agape again. I mentioned to you a couple sessions ago that while this word was in the Greek language, it was not real prevalent. It almost becomes a uniquely Christian word to describe God's love and then the love they are to have to one another, as in the book of John, chapter 13, the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, We'll be celebrating uh, this coming week, uh, Good Friday, and, and we think of that last supper, that Passover supper, where the Lord said to his disciples, by this all men will know you are my disciples by your love for one another. And Paul says here, I've heard about your love, your agape love, your genuine godly love that that God has shared with you and you now have this self, this sacrificial giving love for God so loved the world he gave. That Paul says, I've heard you had this and this is, look at this, for all the saints. Think of the divisions in this church. There are racial divisions, ethnicities. There are, there are slaves and masters. I mean, there's all sorts of divisions in this church and all sorts of different stratus of society and wealth and, and so forth, and, and maybe some government officials and, and all this mixed together. And he says, but yet you, you have shown love for all the saints, not just the ones who are lovable. And this is, friends, this is so important for us as Christians. It's easy to love the lovable. But Paul says, you have love for all the saints. And this is, this is amazing. This is something that we don't want to uh, take lightly. Paul says, I've heard about your love and your love for all the saints. So what's, what's Paul's response? Paul's response then, and we see here, having heard that, verse 16, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Paul is continually giving thanks. And I put the word there. Uh, Eucharist Eucharistone, and that, the reason I have that there is I want you to know, of course notice well you've heard the Eucharist that's because when the Lord broke the bread he gave thanks and so that's where the phrase the Eucharist comes from that we call uh, the, the communion for example he gave thanks but I want you to know one of the, the roots of there is this word charis Eucharist charis and of course that's the word it also is the word for grace it can be used for thanks it can be used for joy it's a very multifaceted rich word that also became very important like agape love in the Christian context and Paul says I'm continually giving thanks for you now Paul is as a, as a, as a, as a rabbi as a, as a Jew uh, he was used to regular times of prayer and so Paul would have these regular set times of prayer and that's what I think when he means here, that I continually pray for you. That every time I, I stop and have my prayer times, I'm including you in those prayer times. And I just want you to remember that word. That's a very important word. Remember that that, that thought in there of, of the joy and the grace that's part of thanksgiving. Paul says, I'm giving thanks for you and, I, my, and my continual prayers for the Ephesians. And I'm giving thanks and I'm continually praying for for you, and so, uh, but what is the content of Paul's prayer in this next section now, you notice in your Bible from verse fifteen, possibly through verse twenty two is this prayer at least there's a heart of it that's coming up here, and the rest seems to be connected. Some even take it into chapter two, remember the chapter breaks aren't in the original, and, uh, but it is a long prayer, just like we had a long eulogy. we now have a very long prayer that the apostle Paul gives, and he said he gives the content and tells him, here's what I'm praying for. Here's what I am praying for you. And these are earnest prayers, these are serious prayers and, and, and prayers of joy, and, but, but prayers of, of desire to God, desiring God to bless these people and do the following for them. So I want us to think about this. What is the content of Paul's prayer in verse 17? He tells us, I keep asking. Again, this idea that this is ongoing. During Paul's regular times of prayer, whenever they came to mind, uh, he would continually, this church, the Colossite Colossi church, the Corinthian church, he's in Rome, the people in Galatia, uh, all these different cities and, and, and churches that he had, the, the, the church of Philippi, church of Thessalonica, all these churches that, he, that we have letters to, and, and all the other ones as well that he had visited and founded uh, churches in and, and pastored. And Paul says, I'm praying for you and I keep asking. I keep asking in my regular prayers for you. And I want you to notice the Trinity here. I keep asking that God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the Spirit. So you have the Father, you have the Son, and you have the Spirit. I believe here when it says Spirit, you notice in your translation it might be capitalized. Um, that's the, the English. The translators are capitalizing it. Uh, in the Greek it's either all caps or no caps. And so But if we put a capitalized, capital on it, S, it means the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And I think that's probably true. Our Spirit is probably, is involved with it, but it's the work of the Holy Spirit. And Paul says here that I keep asking the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord is very important, and Christ, Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father may give you the Spirit of wisdom and revelation, revelation, so you may know him better. We're going to come back to that. We're going to come back to that and talk some more because that's going to really be developed in this prayer. But you'll notice the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And again, we talked before about how two words oftentimes can come together and overlap to bring one thought. But it is interesting in this case that we this idea of wisdom, we talked about that before, of, of taking the knowledge and putting it into practice. If you know how to do something, then you do it. As I mentioned before, if you're a good craftsman, you're a good architect, you can draw great plans, but you have to produce the blueprints. And that's what a good architect does. You take the knowledge and you put it to work. And then you'll notice this word for revelation. And again, I just put this word here, because just because you might recognize this, uh, apokalupsos, apokalupso, you know the word apocalypse. In our language today, oftentimes it's used for for terrible events, right? It's apocalyptic. Well, that's because it comes from the book of Revelation, the apocalypse of John, which includes a lot of really terrible things in the tribulation, but a lot of wonderful things too with the kingdom and the new heavens and the new earth. But what it is, it's it's the revelation. Apocalypse It means the, the revelation. It's the revelation of John, the revelation of Jesus Christ, the unveiling. So we're back to this idea of unveiling. So I want you to think about this for our our next lesson as we will begin next week Paul says I pray that God would give you the spirit of wisdom that you would know what to do with what he teaches you and gives you and you would have revelation Paul has going to be giving them revelation as an apostle they are not gonna have apostolic revelation but the Holy Spirit is going to work in their lives to help them to understand so they can understand that revelation that is given them so we'll come back to this but just in closing today, this theme in the Bible, know to do. And so all these wonderful things in that eulogy, these people are put into practice. The result is that they've increased in their faith and they've learned to love all the saints. And so Paul now has this wonderful prayer. God bless you. We'll continue this in our next series and look forward to spending time with you again. Thank you.